everybody. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Danny. That is Matt. That is Scott. What's up, guys? Oh, not too much. Just uh, excited to see the Bears tie Tampa Bay at halftime here. They're winning now. Yeah, 14-13. As of this recording, oh, the Bears, yes. who have looked like trash, uh, are winning the football game at halftime against the Buccaneers. So that's pretty wild. But we are here to get you ready for week five. A lot of things have happened this week. A lot off the field. A lot of COVID-related stuff. A lot of injury news and all that good stuff. But before we get into that, let's do a quick announcement. Chumps of Champs Fantasy Football Podcast has added another family member. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Ryan Cronin will be joining the Chumps of Champs Fantasy Football Podcast to be our chief social media officer, our CSMO, if you will. Uh, he's going to run our social media stuff, be a content producer, anything else that's super fun for us. So welcome to the family, Ryan. Best decision of your life. Put that on your LinkedIn page. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, let's get into the big news. COVID-19 is still a thing. Ew. Yeah. And Ew. a lot of stuff has happened. Actually, within the past couple of hours of this recording, we're recording this on Thursday night. The Tennessee Titans and Buffalo Bills game has been moved from Sunday to Tuesday night. That's what they're deciding on as of this moment, which obviously could change. That's contingent on zero positives coming back for Tennessee over the next couple of days because Tennessee just can't stop rolling out positive COVID tests, it seems. Tuesday night football! <laughs> Are right. you ready for a party? Has there ever been a Tuesday night game? Uh, I'm maybe in like weird playoff implications and definitely probably a preseason game, but it's, it's definitely atypical and I'm excited because that means uh national broadcast, right? There's no way Mm -hmm. that we don't get the Titans game in St. Louis (laughs) now. So silver lining guys. Yeah, there is a way if it just straight up gets canceled, (laughs) (laughs) which I gotta say, I think is kind of likely I'll be honest. (laughs) I mean, it's really, it's depending on if they get more positive tests moving forward. Um, also side note that's getting kind of passed over in the news is the Patriots Broncos game has been pushed from Sunday to Monday night. So that is because Stefan Gilmore tested positive and then proceeded to hug every chief he could get his hands on after the game last week like an idiot. Sorry, that was that – was, what, are, what are these football players thinking after the game getting right up in each other's faces and breathing all over their noses? Yeah, they should only get up in each other's faces and breathe all over each other's noses during the game, Danny. That is a yeah. good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, the Titans had those, those players that – I'm sure we're positive during the game against the Vikings and they breathe all over their noses and no positives for the Vikings. So there you have it. That's, that's science. Nah, the Titans were like six yards ahead of the, Damn. the players the whole game. Damn. Um, but that brings us to a couple of points. So as a commissioner of a league, what do you do about these pushed back games and potentially canceled games? other than adding COVID IR spots. There's a way that it seems a lot of leagues are starting to do as of last week when this happened with Tennessee, where you are allowing your, the people in your league to designate a replacement 
just in case the games actually get canceled, they keep getting pushed back, pushed back. What if they get canceled? Do you designate somebody on your bench to replace the player that you thought was going to play that ended up not playing? Does that sound like a smart move to you guys? I think it's reasonable. Yeah, it's one of those. (laughs) I spilled my. I know. Clean up your spill, man. Yeah, you guys go ahead and continue. (laughs) Do you just have a roll of toilet paper next to your desk? Yeah. How how is that within arm reach? This happens way more than you think. Are you at your desk right now? No, you can't see me from the waist down. It's your flush. I'm wherever you think I am, guys. Oh. Answer is there the question. like is there a bottle of lotion right next to where you keep that roll of toilet paper? <laughs> That's what I want. Um, I prefer not to answer. Just for his dry skin, just for the yeah. skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what was the question? <laughs> so, re- designated replacement players for players uh, whose games are getting pushed back because of COVID, who potentially could get, could get their games canceled. Is there any negatives to allowing your league mates to do that if you're the commissioner of a league? No, I think it's playing against somebody with a good substitute. Yeah, it's (laughs) you might have that one Dingleberry on your team who just throws a fit about it because they haven't been affected by it yet, and now all of a sudden they have a matchup where an even better guy gets put in because of it. Sure, it sucks if you're on the losing end of that, but at the same time, let's be honest. I think we're all going to have to deal with this this season at some point. Um, yeah, and this, it's, it's all preemptive too. I mean, you're making these decisions prior to these games getting canceled and whatnot. So, I don't know if anybody wants to be upset about that. They can suck a ween. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> suck a ween. <laughs> um, and to be completely honest, like they would have made this decision if the cancellation were to have happened. Then, obviously, for instance, if you have two to two tight ends, one of them is getting their game pushed back. Obviously, the answer would have been to start the other one had the cancellation happen early enough. So I don't really think it harms much. I think it's a great idea. And you guys should be doing that for the Tennessee Bills game and for the Patriots Broncos game. Uh, we do have a fan question this week, guys. What? And, it's, <laughs> and it's on the subject of the Titans bill. So this question is from Dan in Webster. What up, Dan? Hello, yeah. Dan. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. If the Titans Bills game actually gets forfeit, because that is one of the potential things that the NFL is talking about. If the game actually gets forfeit by tendency and the Bills get a win without actually having to play, should the Titans and Bills players and defenses get the COVID IR eligible tag for the week because even though they don't have COVID, both sides were equally graphically affected by COVID. So doesn't this just make sense? I said no. And why? No. Why not? Because in week four, whenever I had Derrick Henry and James Conner on one team, they just got listed as bi-week players. And I had because to Because it was that. their bi-week. You weren't oh, it was still an unexpected by like in the fantasy world it's no freaking different so okay should that game have had covid and ir spots because covid affected those games then should it have happened in week four and in week five if we could go back a week from today should that have happened in fantasy sports i'm okay with it this week if it happened then like 
that seems Scott, fine. I mean, COVID-19, it's not just giving you, like, points for that player. It's just letting you slide them into an IR spot. I don't see why there would be any negative to that. Scott, yeah, I, I agree. I think if there's, just like we were talking about, picking a backup guy, I think the same thing applies there. Yeah, the game got canceled, so you should be able to put somebody in in their place because you didn't know about it. It isn't anything you could have foreseen, and it just it's an even playing field, I guess, to some degree because everyone's dealing with it. But then again, it's not because some people aren't getting hit as hard and it is crap to the other people. So it's not like you picked poor players or injuries just happen to hit. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's similar to an injury, but it's yeah, total it's luck based. Yeah. It's, I mean, this all of a sudden these positive tests pop up out of nowhere and they affect the schedule in pretty much as random of ways as possible. So, and we're all learning about how to go about this the right way. So, on a side note, so, Dan, Dan and Webster, we think you're right, but we wish that they would have thought of that with the Steelers and Titans game last Maybe week. You think he's right? He just has a question. He said, shouldn't they at the end? He said, shouldn't they should get oh. COVID IR eligible, shouldn't they? Oh, so I didn't oh. scroll over to the right. Nope. I oh, there it is. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> There's the question mark. <laughs> oh, my God. There it is. I found it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we think. I mean, this COVID thing, we're all learning how this goes, and I don't know. We'll figure it out all together. Let's get into the injuries because there are injuries to cover for this upcoming weekend that the chumps need to know about. I guess we can do the other news of Justin Herbert being named a Chargers starter for the remainder of the year as if we didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, Herbie Hancock. Yeah, he's going to be the starter there. What a, like, I know not to immediately turn this to Tyrod Taylor, but what a bummer for Tyrod Taylor that your team doctor stabbed you with the needle and, and popped your lung and then now you lose your job. Fuck him. It's Herbert season. <laughs> I got him starting on at least one team this week, and uh, I think he's like rostered on my bench in another. I hope he blasts off, baby. Herbert. I am a little surprised they named him the starter for the year. I mean, that's that seems a little preemptive, I feel like. I mean, he's well, done I mean, well, but that's... No, the other guy's got one lung. I, I think the, the thing is you're showing confidence in the guy that you just named starter. Of course, if he performs poorly and Tyrod's fully healthy, yeah, they're going to they're gonna make the decision or switch or whatever then. Mm-hmm. But if you make the change of quarterback, you'd say you got faith in this guy to go throughout the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. If that, like, it's the NFL. He's got to still perform. Uh, so the champ's official stance on Justin Herbert is blast off Herbert. Our stance on Tyrod Taylor <laughs> is fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> From a fantasy yeah. person. I hope he's fine. Um, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk some injuries. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, guys. Knee injury, and he misses practice Wednesday and Thursday. The team says that they are, quote, taking precautions, and they still expect him to play on Sunday. But since he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, what are you thinking if you're a Lamar Jackson owner? I'm just keeping good thoughts in my head because I don't have another option. So you better start and be fine. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I still expect him to play Scott. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely getting worried though, just because he has, I mean, out of the four games, he's had two good games, one not good against Kansas city and one that was just, eh, so he hasn't been the Lamar of last year, first of all. And now you add on something that's going to hinder his ability to run, possibly. Now you're just, I would be a little worried and hope that it doesn't get worse or become something that nags for several weeks. You don't actually need, need your knee, though, 
yeah. on, so he should be fine. Common misconception. Yeah. Ask Booby Miles. You just need your feet. <laughs> and what am I supposed to do, though? What am I going to back no more? <laughs> um, Julio Jones, hamstring injury. A lingering, lingers, man. It's lingering. The hamstring injury, um, it seems like he's had it since he was 19, but he re-aggravated it on Monday night. He's taking part in individual drills as of today, Thursday. He really seems to be 50-50, if not leaning in the wrong direction. What do you do about Julio Jones? So I'm in the unfortunate situation where I was hyped on him preseason and I got him in a couple leagues. Usually, I like him in the preseason, miss out, for, miss out on him in the drafts, but this is where you target him in trades. Everybody's down on him. It's been four or five weeks. And he hasn't really done much. He's had injuries, but he's going to finish with stats. That's what we said in the preseason. Every year, his end-of-season stats look good. So right now, buy him low, and I think he's still going to be fine in this offense at the end of the year. Scott, what do you think? I can't argue against that. He's done it year in and year out. But in terms of specifically this week, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a little worried. I mean, the, the fact that he left the game, did he leave the game early? He left the Re- game early. That's what I thought. Yeah. So the fact that he's not really practicing and they said it's 50, I would be a little surprised if he played this week and I would have a backup plan ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should clarify that. I think he's a great by low candidate right now, but you absolutely should have a plan in place. And I am trying to do that in a league where I don't have much besides Julio and I need to trade for a receiver right now. Bad. Yeah. Still on the Falcons, Calvin Ridley with a thigh injury. He was limited. He ran routes at practice today, being Thursday, and they're saying that he looked pretty good on those routes. So he's most likely to play. So at least the Falcons have that if Julio Jones is out. At least they got Calvin Ridley, who seems like he's going to play. I think fire up your Russell Gages is what we're talking about here, right? Maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Thomas, you remember him. He plays for the Saints. He's a pretty good wide receiver, I believe, at one point. Two first names. I don't don't know. (laughs) And they're boring ones, too. (laughs) Uh, Michael Thomas with his uh, high ankle sprain. He was limited at the end of last week, if you remember, but still they held him out of the game, which was a Monday night. Or no, he is the Monday night game this week, which is a bummer. So we got to wait and see how he looks on Friday and Saturday for those practices. So it's very possible he could be out there because it looked like he may have been out there last week. But if you are waiting on Michael Thomas to play on Monday night, you need to have a backup plan. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I absolutely think you should have a backup plan. I don't understand why they would try to force him in before their bye week. I have no idea. Week six. I know Michael Thomas is going to try to push to be in the game. He might be very close, but the the risk of re-aggravating something like that is way too high for their season on a whole. And his fantasy's not a whole. Uh, you got to be smarter as an organization and keep him out until after that bye. Look what they did with Devontae Adams this past week, the Packers. They held him out on Monday night when he was uh, seemingly ready to play because they had a bye the following week, which is this week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Scott. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say maybe a little bit depends on how this Tampa Bay game finishes off because if the, the Saints are in a hole, they're 2-2, two and two, Tampa's 3-1. and one. If Tampa ends up winning and goes 4-1, and one, you don't want to go two and three and be a couple games back, but I get what you guys are saying. Very true. Best player, you don't want to let him re-injure it or re-aggravate it for one game, but that one game could be very important as well. 
They play the Chargers. You guys, I mean, I feel like the Saints can take the Chargers. Well, I felt I like they could take the Raiders too, and they you're did right. not. So. Yeah, and, and we're talking about Herbie blasting off. He's going to yeah. blast off right into the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not. Maybe they do need Michael Thomas. If anything, he could be a decoy. I mean, get him out there. We want to see him. No, I have him in one league, and I don't want him to be a decoy because I'll have to play him. So just, just rest him. Adam Thielen, a shoulder injury. He was added to the injury report today, yesterday. It doesn't seem to be a concern for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't remember him getting hurt in that game or missing any time. So this is... Yeah, this might just be a rest day or something. I don't know. I'm not worried about it. Maybe I felt funny in practice or something, but didn't really hurt him that bad. Drew Locke with his shoulder injury, he returned to limited practice. He may be able to go this week. What does this mean for the Broncos? I mean, you're not going to start Drew Locke, but are there any arrows pointing up for another Bronco? I don't think there. Maybe Judy. I want to say with what they were doing, I mean, I don't. it's not like Locke was running the table before he got hurt, so I'm not going to expect him to jump in there and then all of a sudden be dropping these dimes everywhere and all of a sudden Judy goes off for 180 and a touchdown. So I don't think it's really going to jump anybody up, especially when it's his first week back. Yeah. They're playing the Patriots and I'm assuming Stefan Gilmore won't, won't be there because he tested positive. I, I mean, I don't know how long you have to go, but it, he won't be there. Yeah. I would give it a week and see what happens with the Drew Locke and the receiving core of the Broncos. Sounds like a reasonable expectation, Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Le'Veon Bell with his hamstring. He was an IR. He's practicing this week, and he's likely to return against Arizona. Is this the scariest start-sit of the week for fantasy owners? Flex, maybe. That's all I can maybe, say. Maybe. Yeah, you got to be suppose. pretty desperate for that because I'm pretty sure Arizona has a pretty decent run defense, too. So you can't imagine he's going to come in and light it up. And last but not least, Joe Mixon popped up on the injury report Thursday with a shin injury. Um, he's going to be listed as questionable if you look at your phones right now, but they don't seem to be worried about anything. A shin injury? Unless he broke that thing in half, get him out there. Yeah. Was it like shin splits? It's a, it's a very big bruise. Yeah, I heard, yeah, that's what I read. It was like a big bruise. Oh, uh, it hurts when I run. I can't run, Mason. <laughs> So it's like Joe Mixon. <laughs> Limited in practice, but expected to play. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt, Marquise Brown, Terry McLaurin, Odell Beckham Jr., Darren Waller, and Mark Andrews. They were all limited. I would leave them in your lineup. Expect them to be there. Is there anyone of that group that you're actually concerned about that I just named, guys? Nah. No. Nope. And then returned in full practice. You got Raheem Mostert. He'll be out there. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and Jimmy G, Matt, your boy. Yay for the Niners and yay for the Steelers, I guess. Hooray for school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's let's get into the champs and chumps of the week, guys. Champs of the week. Matt, go ahead and roll us into your quarterback champs of the week. Quarterback. Uh, my first quarterback <laughs> champ of the week, which uh, is definitely a streaming option, but I like him, is Philip Rivers. Yes, I know he hasn't done really great so but far. But he hasn't done really great so far, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but he is playing against Cleveland this week, and Cleveland's offense has been a surprisingly bright spot this year, but their defense is not. I think uh, Philip Rivers has a chance to finally reconnect with T or 
first time connect with T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, you're game. right. I was and, saying, no, uh, he was, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Pascal Pittman, uh, other weapons on their team. Uh, everything looks good for them this week. I think if you need to stream, Philip Rivers isn't the worst you could do. <laughs> awesome. My other one is Ryan Tannehill, and this one's scary because um, this Very game could get postponed spooky. or, I guess, forfeited. But I don't think that happens. I think they play Tuesday night, which I guess Tennessee has had a ton of time to prep against Buffalo, right? What is this, like two and a half weeks of prep time? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, they've been prepping even though they weren't supposed to be prepping. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Buffalo, again, their offense has been pretty decent this year, but their defense hasn't been great against quarterbacks. So I think Tannehill's in a bright spot. And they might have AJ. They should have AJ Brown back this week. Um, which mm-hmm. is cool. I think Corey Davis did get COVID listed, uh, which yeah. kind of sucks. And Humphreys might not be back in time because he was neither, neither one of them are going to be in. Yeah. Humphreys yeah. might have been. I don't know. But uh, either way, uh, I think it could be the Johnny and Brown show. I mean, Tennessee only throws enough to need two weapons, right? Damn. Uh, <laughs> but Tannehill's my other one. Awesome. Scott, who are your champs of the week from quarterback? First one is somewhat obvious, I feel like, is Russell Wilson. And I think, uh, yeah, big shock. He's going to keep it going with what he's been doing. He's playing Minnesota. These are two of the bottom five pass defenses in the league in this matchup. So this could very well be a shootout. I really think Wilson's going to end up getting his usual 350 yards, three touchdowns, and put up your fantasy points in the 30s, and you're going to be... Real happy again in week five. Good. My good. other one is Joe Burrow. And if you have Joe Burrow as anything but a champ of the week, you're a complete moron and you need to reevaluate like everything fantasy. You're talking okay, directly so I, to me now. I, in, in a league, I am starting old Herbie Hancock over Joe Burrow. You absolutely should. As and well. I think I absolutely should. Yes. Scott changed my mind. All right. I, uh, three words or less. I'll give <laughs> <laughs> Burrow is better. All right. He did it. <laughs> so here's what I was looking at. Baltimore just gave up over 300 yards to Dwayne Haskins, and Baltimore is giving up almost 300 yards per game on average. And I know Kansas City might inflated that a little bit, mm-hmm. but Baltimore's, yes, they did. Baltimore's defense is not what they have been that were last year, even or several years previous. And I think Burrow's getting a little more confidence game. He's looking a little better each week. And again, I don't think Baltimore is quite as stout of a defense as we thought. And I think Burrow's going to have a pretty good game here. Would you start Joe Burrow over Ryan Tannehill? Yes. Ooh, Matt, would you? You just talked about Ryan Tannehill. Would you? Matt, would you start? It's interesting because there's obviously more volume with Joe Burrow. But Tannehill is so goddamn efficient, and it mm. just mm, gets me saucy. So, <laughs> I, Burrow volume, is better. <laughs> obviously, we talk about volume so much with running backs and wide receivers, and it is important with quarterbacks, but it's not as important. Efficiency in production is huge. So, I don't know. That'd be a tough decision. Um, I'm going to talk about Joe Burrow in the chumps category because I don't like a rookie against that Baltimore defense. Um, I think I don't think he's going to. I do think he's going to – he's not going to poop the bag because he's going to throw the ball 65 times. So it's really hard to do that. We throw Over or under fantasy points, 17 and a half. 
Uh, okay, 17 and a half is the line to be a champ. Like, if you get I will, eight, no, I'm just I will, curious. I will, I will say that Joe Burrow has hit over 17 and a half, at least in the our uh, same league every week so far. So, what is a champ for Joe Burrow? What is a champ I, for you, Scott? As the Joe, I would Burrow say team? if he puts up over 20 points against Baltimore in, in a standard fantasy, that's probably champ worthy. How about 23? It's got to be 25 to be a champ. In in our league, at least. Okay. In our league, yeah, because you get six for a passing. I'm talking a standard where you get standard four. A, a standard. Okay, standard four point league, half PPR, like most people play. Twenty three. Yeah. Twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> and if he falls, and a half. And if he, yeah, yeah, twenty. If, no, if he falls in the twenty in between twenty two point zero and twenty three point zero, Matt gets ten bucks from both of us. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't think I'm risking anything, right? All right, twenty two and a half. That's fine. I'll take the under for Joe Burrow. You can take the over. What are we betting? Four pack. I'm losing a lot of citywide this year. By the way, guys, <laughs> five weeks. Is that it? Is that the bet? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into my champ of the week. I want to change the bet now. Scott, how's this sound? My champ of the week versus your champ of the week. Teddy Bridgewater against Atlanta. I bet you Teddy Bridgewater will score more fantasy points than Joe Burrow. Um, hold on. I'm totally blanking on what you just said. Teddy Bridgewater at Atlanta over, Bur- I, over Burrow. I can't. Yeah, I can see that happening. All right, so let's, are you okay? let's, let's change the bet. That. Oh, you're you not a No, because I could definitely see it's, it's Atlanta. Anybody could put up 25 against Atlanta. You want to make this a three-wayer? Yeah, I'll, I love a three-way. Wasn't one of my <laughs> champs. Gets me more excited. I am certainly starting him in two leagues, and he should be a champ. I'm going to throw him in my champ list now. Justin okay. Herbert, I am yeah. going him this week at New Orleans. Uh, so if you guys want to roll the die, I'll throw Herbert in the mix. Let's three-way with this bitch. <laughs> Mr. Scott, what do you want? You made, we made the bet. If you don't want to make that bet on live TV. <laughs> I don't even know. No, what, is not the, live. what is the bet now? Who Teddy gets the Bridgewater most points? From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater versus Giorgio Burrow versus Matt's, uh Herbie Hancock. Uh, oh, just do it, Scott. Fine. Yay. <laughs> nice. Yay. And we get to cancel our other bet because obviously this one is... What did I even talk about Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is awesome. Um, he's looking better and better, and he gets to play Atlanta. There you go. Um, I think he's my streamer. I know we have a streaming uh, category later, but he is my streamer of the week. I think he's great. And also Deshaun Watson against Jacksonville. Deshaun Watson's had a – he's been fine from a fantasy perspective. He just hasn't been the world beater that a lot of people thought he was, but he has had a – Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's going good. The, the start of the season was rough from a scheduling standpoint for Deshaun Watson. I think it's going to start opening up, so I love him this week. Champs of the week. Matt, you want to roll into Houston, more Houston-Jacksonville just to poop on Scott? Yeah, my first one is David Johnson. Uh, he started the year off kind of hot. I think week one is really cooled down a bit, but he, he's had productive weeks. Uh, he's hitting about 10 fantasy points, finding the end zone every other game. But this is a good matchup against Jacksonville at home. Uh, I think he, he posts like a 15-burger on the points board. Definitely a good start, start for where he drafts him. After that, uh, I think I sh- I don't share this one with anybody. Awesome. Uh, Antonio Gibson. Mm, he has mm-hmm. certainly kept gaining and gaining more responsibility in the offense. He's gotten more fantasy points each week. He's gotten 
uh, just a lot more usage each week. And I think that continues against a, a decent matchup versus uh, the Rams. I think they're a lot better pass defense than they are rushing defense. So I would fire up your Gibsons before I'd fire up your McLaurins this week. I think McLaurin could have a tough week. Who do you like better between your two champs of the week? Would you start David Johnson or would you start Antonio Gibson in a half PPR? I think David Johnson, like I said, I said 15 burger. That's not anything anybody just like creams over. It's just a good floor game. But Gibson has a much higher ceiling, and I want to throw Gibson into my flex, and I am in a couple leagues. Cool. All right, Scott, your champs of the week from a running back standpoint. I'm going to go with James Robinson again. Speaking of that matchup, Jacksonville and Houston. Uh, unless you think they're going to have a coach come in and turn the worst rush defense around who gives up 180 yards per game, by the way, and have that turn around in one week, mm-hmm. you're nuts. I'm not saying that they're going to not be better moving forward after they fired O'Brien, but they're not going to be a shutdown defense this week. And we all have yeah. seen James Robinson gets a lot of carries, targets and produces and has great value where he's at and i don't think that changes this week second one might be a little bit of a reach but i have Devonte freeman this week mm-hmm. at dallas he got more carries in his second week which is obviously going to be the trend so i think this week he gets significantly more and dallas has the second worst run defense So I think the Giants are going to just say, hey, show us what you got. This is your chance. Because the Giants actually have a top 10 pass defense. So I don't see Dallas and Prescott running away with this one, which would force Freeman and them to abandon the run so much. So I think he's a lot more involved throughout the whole game. And I think this game's going to actually be close to the point where Freeman's getting carries throughout the game. And I think he does well. I, like um, I, I got him slotted in my flex right now in a league and if he doesn't do well i'm blaming you scott <laughs> as you should uh, my champs of the week one is pretty obvious uh clyde edwards alaire against the las vegas raiders um this just feels like a clyde edwards alaire kind of a game um las vegas does not have a good rush rush defense and i think they're going to just let him eat and i think he's going to score two touchdowns in this game guys Yeah, I saw a pretty interesting stat on him, and I'd have to bring it up. But people are like, oh, he's had kind of a mediocre start to the year after that week one breakout. But he has had a really tough schedule. The L.A. Chargers, the Baltimore Ravens, and New England Patriots, some of the toughest run defenses in the league. So um, he's about to get a much nicer schedule. I guess, if anything, this would be your biggest buy low point right now for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I think he could really turn around for the rest of the year, and he hasn't hit under 10 points yet this season. So mm-hmm. try to snatch up your Clyde Edwards-Hilaire if you can get him at, like, RB2 prices if people are kind of sour on him. And my second champ of the week is Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills against the Tennessee Titans. Um, Zach Moss is banged up. I know he's getting in limited practices as Singletary's back up. Um, or change of pace back. But last week he got limited practices and then was inactive. So even if he is active, I still think this is going to be the Devin Singletary show. And I love the talent from that guy. And that offense is clicking. Gross. And uh, champ of the week from wide receiver, Matt, go for it. DK Metcalf. Oh, God, he's so hot right now, DK. 
Yeah, basically just because he's a stud and he's sexy and he's playing against Minnesota. Do I have to say anything else? Like, uh, that's hey, it. Okay, Metcalf, okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, I know you're about to go for your second champ. I'm just going to piggyback on that. One of my champs of the week was Tyler Lockett, and I love Tyler Lockett. He's also playing Minnesota's D, who is just awful right now. Fire up your Seahawks. Go ahead, Matt. And I'm a double champ. piggyback on that because it's the same matchup. I have Adam Thielen because, like I said, with Russell Wilson, these are the two worst pass defenses. I think this is a shootout, and all three of these guys have very good value. In guys, this week we are just clicking on like so many. <laughs> it's just amazing. So go ahead, Matt, with your whatever. God, we just three way to that so hard. <laughs> That's the second three way of the day so far, guys. All right, Matt. I will mention how much I was gushing over DK Metcalf. I have a league where I am flushed with running backs, and I really need a receiver. I offered Miles Sanders my. I was bottom on the turn in the draft. He was my first round draft pick for DK Metcalf, who was this guy's seventh round draft pick, straight up. And he said no. <laughs> no. That's how much he loves DK Metcalf. <laughs> he goes, sorry, I can't do that. So that just shows you how much draft position gets thrown out of the book, thrown out after like week four mm-hmm. when it comes to trades. It's all about what these players are doing. And I agree. Miles Sanders has volume, but he's not doing too much. DK Metcalf is a god amongst mm-hmm. men out there. So yeah, yeah, agree. Crazy times. Yeah, my other one I mentioned it earlier. I like Philip Rivers this week. I like Ty Hilton. Yes, he has never hit over eighty-seven uh, reception yards since Luck has left Indy. But I think that could change this week at Cleveland. Philip Rivers, more time together. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I say this every week, but well, I mean. Are you going to stop listening to me now? Have you been listening to me yet? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That went a different direction. I thought it was going. Uh, Scott, go ahead with your second wide receiver. Second one is someone we haven't seen yet this year. I mean, he played last week, but very limited, I feel like. And that's Debo Samuel coming back. I think he's going to be pretty much healthy at this point. He's going to have a lot more increase in his reps and routes and everything like that. Now Jimmy G's back. We saw what Kittle just did, so all the attention's going to be on him. I think that just opens up for Debo to throw up a good 80 yards and a touchdown this week. And throw up. Robbie Anderson is my champ of the week against Hotlanta. Uh, if I love Teddy Bridges, then I love Robbie Anderson. Is he the number one in Carolina instead of DJ Moore right now? I think you could have yeah. to say yes. <laughs> Um, Robbie Anderson's producing more. DJ Moore is getting a ton of air yards, but he's not coming down with them because he's getting all the coverage. So Robbie Anderson, you gotta you gotta play him. If you're not if you have if you got Robbie Anderson on your team and you're not playing him against Atlanta, then why is he on your team? This is the matchup to have. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. I, I, have, I mean, I haven't heard anybody. I think it must have been this preseason hype you had. Defend DJ Moore so kindly. They're like, oh, DJ Moore, he's getting all the air yards, and we love him. But uh, I, just, I love him as a, uh, as a, <laughs> I, I, it's the same thing as uh, Allen Robinson. Like, I love Allen Robinson as a wide receiver, but he's just not, I mean, it's just not happening in his career, it seems. I don't know he's doing fine now, but like, I, I think DJ Moore is amazing. Anyway. Uh, where are we? Are we on tight ends yet? Let's give our tight ends. Uh, I'm going to make Scott go first. Scott, Thank you go you. first. I'm so unprepared. No. Uh, <laughs> first one is going to put my uh, kind of money where my mouth is because he was my waiver wire pickup on Monday, and that's Moali Cox of Indy playing Cleveland. 
And again, like I said, I think Rivers likes him. If you heard me talk about him on Monday, and I just think it's going to be a passing game where Mo Ali Cox, the last three games, he's been very fantasy relevant. Last week, it was kind of touchdown dependent. He only had seven and a half points, I think, with the touchdown. The two weeks before that did good with yards and a touchdown. I think Rivers counts on him, and I think he's going to do well this week. Neat. And your second one? Second one is Aaron playing at Philly, or sorry, playing against Philly. They're in Pittsburgh. And no strong feeling other than I just think he's going to get a touchdown this week. I mean, you just, you just, that's no. just it. I just feel it. I'm feeling okay. it. I, I want to clarify for the listeners because you may have glitched out there, but that was Eric Ebron because it glitched right when you was like, eh, eh. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the reason it did that is because I tried to mute myself so I could crack open my beer and I muted Scott. Uh, <laughs> mid sentence, and I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> uh, sorry. Go ahead, uh, Matt, with your champ tight ends. Uh, first one is Janu Smith. Again, you got to be a little concerned about the potential forfeiture, but I'm sure we'll get a clearer picture. <laughs> you painted that with such a a nice way. I mean, you got to be a little concerned with <laughs> the potential forfeiture of the game, and they don't play. But other than that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and like we said, uh, Corey Davis is out. Humphreys is probably out. Does that mean Johnny Smith gets covered more? Who cares? Because Johnny Smith is a stud. And our stud, Tannehill, is going to find him. Buffalo's not that great against the pass. Again, they're, they're doing better than expected, but they're, they're not going to lock down Johnny Smith in this game. I'd fire him up if news through Saturday is still good about this game happening. After that, I got old Higgerbums. Oh, Higgerbums. Yeah, Tyler Higby, LA Rams. We've seen him find some production in the end zone already. Might as well roll with him in Washington against the football team. Uh, I think he's a good plug and choke. Yeah, Tom Brady's screaming at his team right now on the sideline, by the way, of this game. They're on the, your classic fourth and 27, and he is just just <laughs> letting his sidelines have it. Oh, boy. Anyway, my tight end champs of the week, Evan Angram at Dallas. Yeah, the Giants are not doing well. Daniel Jones is struggling at the beginning of the season, but you know what the remedy for not doing well is? Uh, playing the Dallas Cowboys because they can't stop anybody. So... <laughs> My real laugh sounds like Matt's fake laugh, I just found out. And uh, Evan Ingram, he's still getting a ton of targets. He's still a great tight end. I think he's going to be fine this week. And I got Hunter Henry as my second champ of the week for the L.A. Clippers against the Nolan Saints. He's still, he's still getting a fair amount of targets, six or seven a game. I think this is a breakout for him. Now that Austin Eckler's out, I think that Herbie, oh, Herbie Hancock's going to turn to Henry a little bit more once they triple team Keenan Allen. It's Herbie Hancock. Herbie. You know what? I'm, how about this, guys? Let's take a break here. We've been at it for like an hour. Let's take a break, recharge our batteries, and then we'll come back and be downers and get the chumps of the week then. What do you guys say about that? And that's a good plan, Dan. Let's do it. We'll see you soon, guys. Welcome back, champs. We are here to talk about week five chumps of the week. And oh, yeah, we got to bum everyone out once in a while or once a week, I guess it is. Scott, 
why don't you lead us off, buddy? Your bummers, your chumps of the week from a quarterback standpoint. First one is Jared Goff, and he's playing at Washington, which you wouldn't think is a bad matchup, but the Giants just held Goff to 200 yards and one touchdown. And when you actually look statistically, Washington's defensive stats are almost identical to the New York Giants stats. Is that a good thing? They they? only give up about 200 yards a game, and they've given up seven passing touchdowns. So It's pretty good. They played Lamar Jackson, too, so yeah. Yeah, so if Goff couldn't get past Washington, I think he's going to struggle against the Giants. Again, they have a horrible run defense, but their pass defense isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second one is Derek Carr at Kansas City. Uh, and this one, even in a game where it's likely to be game scripted that they're going to be throwing a lot because I imagine Kansas City is going to be winning by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to matter. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. Kansas City's defense has been surprisingly good this year. We don't really think of Kansas City's defense as being what they are because they're offensively so talented, but they've only begun about 200 yards a game. And they've only given up, I think, four passing touchdowns in four games. So Kansas City's defense is actually quite stout this year. I don't think Vegas is going to be the team that breaks through. Fair enough. Matt, chumps of the week, QB. Yeah, to start off my week five leg poopers, I got Baker Mayfield versus Indianapolis. Indianapolis's D has been excellent this year. I know Baker Mayfield and Cleveland in general have been doing pretty well, but it's really been the run game carrying the team, and I don't think Baker has what it takes to really explode this game in uh, Indianapolis. Other one, Gardner Minshew at Houston. I got a listener who actually asked me earlier uh, if he should start Minshew or Brady, and I told him Minshew, but I do think Minshew's in a better situation than Brady. Uh, Brady being on Thursday night, I didn't like it, and I do think his matchup's harder, but Houston's still a decent matchup. I don't think Minshew's going to do great in Houston this week, so he's my leg pooper. And my uh, chump of the week is Matt Ryan against Carolina. I just think we need to see what, what – I mean, I, Matt Ryan could absolutely bounce back against Carolina because he was just awful last week. Wow, I, I wanted to throw Matt Ryan, but I was like, Dare I put Matt Ryan in the high-powered Atlanta offense on they're, the chump I mean, of the week? They're going to be is, behind. Once you say Matt Ryan's going to be the chump of the week, he's going to throw up a 35-burger on yeah, him. That's, that's, that's right, yes. <laughs> and my other chump of the week is Joe Burrow. We talked about him in the other segment because Scott loves Joe Burrow, and I, I'm not a big fan. We'll see who's right and wrong. Um, side note, because this game of the Bears and Bucks is still on, how funny are these Baker Mayfield commercials? By the way, they're great. I, I, I get a little smile on my face when they start, and it doesn't leave my face. I told my brother about them, and we looked a bunch of them up on YouTube, and we're just laughing. They're so good. He's such, he's so good in them. Anywho, speaking of Baker Mayfield, you talked about him as a chump. I think he's a great actor, champ of an actor. But uh, <laughs> chumps of the week from a running back's perspective, Scott, go for it, bub. So my first one was David Montgomery, who's going right now. Let's be clear. He has <laughs> you saved, have to preface it. Let's be real. He has saved his day with a touchdown because he's only got about 42 yards on the game. So he has just been getting shut down. They just got lucky that they were able to pound it in from the three 
to save his day. And this is your unbiased opinion. <laughs> well, it's biased because I picked him, I guess. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, my other one is Dearness Johnson. Is that how you say that? Dearness? Yeah. Dearness? Dearness of Cleveland. I know he was a huge waiver pickup this week because Chubb's going down for several weeks, and I get that because you needed to do that because he's going to be playing for several weeks. However, he does not have a good matchup for his first full game. I know he had like 90 yards when he came in last week. A lot of people are big on him. I don't think he does well this week. Indy's run defense has just been incredible not only in yardage, but they've only given up one rushing touchdown this year. And they have not given up a single rush for over 20 yards. Until cr- today. Which Gronk just not- had like a... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off. I thought you were done. But Gronk just had like a 30-yard catch and run, and he looked like he was about dead after it. <laughs> Bring me the cart. I'm, I'm not yeah. injured. I just want the cart. He can, he, even on that run, he looked like he hadn't run like full speed in a couple of years he was like like phoebe from friends have you guys seen when she runs they're just flailing about his limbs are just <laughs> they're showing everybody they're everywhere he's like oh my god no one's tackled me yet anyway sorry scott yes dearness johnson and last a bummer. Was, i think hunt's gonna get all the passing down so i just don't see johnson being super positive this week so come listen to chumps and champs where we give you good fancy advice and then we derail the whole conversation by things <laughs> that are happening on live tv but matt your chumps from running back first one hey how Show. much time's left in the game <laughs> <laughs> okay i deserve that <laughs> go ahead um, my first one is Joe Mixon. Yes, he broke out last week with like a 50-burger, I think, in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. And yes, they want to focus on the run more there and building their offense, blah, blah, blah. But they're playing against Baltimore in Baltimore. They're pretty decent against the run. I don't think we should be expecting that same hype off of last week out of Joe Mixon. I think he comes back down to earth this week. Mm-hmm. After that, Melvin Gordon. And I think he's my leg pooper of the week. Oh, boy. Uh, there's a couple things going on here. He's playing against New England, good against the run in New England, not a great environment. And Philip Lindsay's back. We don't know what capacity, but it has to eat into Melvin Gordon's workload. So I am staying away this week. Interesting. Yeah, I like both of those. Those are two big name running backs. So when you hit on those, you're going to feel like a million bucks. My chumps of the week, Miles Sanders against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers D looks like the real deal right now. And Miles Sanders has not really impressed me that much so far this year. I don't think that continues, even though he's really the only show in town with all the injuries. So temper, I know you got to play him. If you drafted Miles Sanders, I understand you have to play him. But Didn't he get close to like 100 yards every game he's played? <laughs> No, so 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 not a hundred yards is what you're That's saying. Still, I mean, with the touchdown, he's done all right. You, you draft him in the first round. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's returning your not. investment. <laughs> not okay. Everyone else did. <laughs> I just, I think that compared to expectations, he's gonna need to, he's gonna need to do something. I don't think it's gonna happen this time. Mark Ingram is my other chump of the week. Uh, Baltimore Ravens against Cincinnati. I know that the matchup might be okay against Cincinnati. I think, Scott, you may have pointed out that Cincinnati's D is not as bad as people think that they are. But still, it's more about the uncertainty about the volume 
that comes with Baltimore's backfield. There's a lot of running backs there, and Lamar Jackson runs too. Um, I think you're at just basically needing him to fall into the end zone, which he did last week. And I just don't think you can play a Baltimore running back. Do you guys think there is a Baltimore running back that you feel comfortable playing right now? No. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, I would play Ingram in certain, and I have to in one league. I don't know if I'd say completely touchdown dependent, but if he if he doesn't get one, you're not looking at a great stat line. Well, the way that you even said that I had to, I have to play him in one league means exactly my, I think what I'm going for there is like you, you have him on your roster as like a parachute that you throw at the very end. But let's get into chumps of the week running. Nope. We just did running back. Um, we will do wide receivers. Go ahead, Matt. I called on you first. First chump of the week is Odell Beckham Jr. And I already had Baker Mayfield versus Indianapolis as a chump. I think they struggle in the passing game this week. Odell Beckham, again, we're not chasing last week's fantasy points. I don't think he does it again this week. That was cool to see, but it's not going to happen again. Other one is DJ Chark at Houston. Houston's defense has been surprisingly good against receivers. I don't think DJ Chark has a monster game this week. And that frightens me because I have him starting in a league when Julio is probably going to be out in that same league. So all of your running backs and wide receivers all scored two or more touchdowns last week, and you're calling for their, their, their breakdown this year, this week. I like it. Yeah, Danny, a lot of people called me, call me a bold guy, you know, <laughs> not afraid to take risks. And uh, I, I really showed that this week. That's <laughs> certainly how I describe you to all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott, with your wide receiver jumps. So I got two in the same matchup. First one is Cooper Cup. Uh, I already said that Goff was kind of my chump for quarterback. So if he doesn't do well, it's kind of hard for Cup to do that well. Washington actually has a pretty solid pass defense. And on the other side of the ball, I think McLaurin, I think Matt mentioned it earlier, He's going to have a tough matchup because the Rams defense isn't that bad at passing. So I just think this one's actually going to be kind of a low scoring game. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of projecting like a 17 to 10 game. Yeah. McLaurin's going to have uh, Jalen Ramsey draped all over him the whole day. So this is the real test because Terry McLaurin can overcome like shadow coverage. He's really good. That is what I was going to bring up is he is almost proof that he is matchup proof. He's not only matchup proof, he's quarterback proof. He's like team proof. He keeps putting up really good stat lines with low quality targets and shadow coverage. So this is a huge week for him. Um, Everything says he should not do well. But I bet he does. Oh, do we have a bet, a Bruin? No, no, no. no. I, I, don't I don't know. Bet he does. I <laughs> bet he does. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, this is the mark. Jalen Ramsey is one of the best corners in the game. So we'll see what Terry McLaurin's made of because we know what Jalen Ramsey's made of. My wide receiver chumps of the week, Tyler Boyd at Baltimore. I still think Baltimore's D is awesome. I know he's going to get a lot of targets, but I think that they're going to isolate him in that offense as a guy to shut down. And AJ Brown, I. If the game is played, I think he's going to get the Tredavious White treatment, and I think Tredavious White is possibly the best corner in the game, and he's coming off an injury. I think, and we'll get to it in a second, I think this is going to be a Derrick Henry show uh, from a Titans offense, which I love to see. I mean, when the Titans make it a Derrick Henry game, I love it. So um, I think that's going to happen. Would you say 
that he is a better cornerback than Jair Alexander on Green Bay, who held Calvin Ridley to zero catches last week? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes, I do. I love I I, I love Sir Davis. I think he's Jalen Ramsey's awesome. I think that White's and Stephon Gilmore might be the best corner in the game. Uh, but I love. Let's say shutting down Calvin Ridley for zero catches is an, imp- an incredibly impressive feat. I mean, who the hell's Calvin Ridley though? But yeah, with with Julio out for I guess seventy five percent of that game at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm not saying that guy's bad. Uh, who's it? Alexander. What's his name? Jair. I don't. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Is Jair. he a rookie or is he? No, he's not a rookie. I think he's a second year. Um, but yeah, he's he's had a really good year so far, and he shut down Calvin really last week. I don't know if if Julio would have been in that whole game if he would have been shadowing Julio instead. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point to bring up. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, tight end chumps of the week. I'm gonna roll into mine because I'm I'm just talking. Hayden Hurst against Carolina. Even when Julio Jones got removed from the game and Calvin really, they shut him down. It seemed like, oh, this should be the Hayden Hurst be the next option. And he wasn't again. So he's had one great game this year. I don't know what's going on with Hayden Hurst, but I don't think I can trust him until he can prove that he can be trustworthy. Yeah. Hayden Hurst, stop being a dick. Yeah. And my other one is Austin Hooper against Indianapolis. I think a lot of people are starting Austin Hooper because of his name and because he got a touchdown recently and it's like no no austin hooper this is a run first run second run third if not get it to odell and landry i don't think you should start austin hooper but anyway yeah i would have put him on my list too if you didn't already have him and if i didn't already have two other players going against indiana (laughs) indiana on my uh chumps list my tight end is dalton schultz against uh new york giants and i think i also picked this matchup last week for my tight end chump of the week Giants have weirdly been good against tight ends. I don't know why that is, but they have been. Schultz has been a had a breakout in what like week three was a decent streamer last week. This week might be your week to bench him and find a different option. I don't think you're dropping Dalton Schultz. I think there's too many targets to come by there, but you might might want to see if there's a better option. Here's the deal with so far with Dalton, not just Dalton Schultz, but just the Cowboys in general. They're falling behind so badly in these games that Dak Prescott has to throw 500 yards every game to sometimes just lose by 10. This is so, a fantasy dream right here. A, a right? team that, that has a high part offense that's defense is just garbage. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Scott, go ahead with your chump of the week tight end. My chump is Zach Ertz. I don't there know you, you guys... go. Really go for it, man. God. Did you see his stat line last week? Boys, it read it to me. With no Goddard there, he had four catches for nine yards. And then he had a two-point conversion that got him two points. Save <laughs> so, the day. Save yeah. The day. So he did not look good. I don't know what, what's going on. I mean, clearly when Goddard was in there, he was getting some of the better looks more often. But even without him in, I, I couldn't believe how miserable of a day Ertz had. That was shocking to me. How awesome is it, side note, when your player gets a two-point conversion from a fantasy perspective? I know it's just two points, but doesn't it feel like a touchdown when your guy catches a two-point conversion? Yeah. You guys, are you guys noticing that, too? <laughs> You're like, it counts in my heart just as much. Well, you, Or you could be like uh, the Keith of your league, and he'll catch a two-point <laughs> two conversion and be like, oh, I don't get the reception for that. It doesn't count. <laughs> Would have been better if it was a touchdown. 
uh, anyway, from a streaming perspective, though, guys, uh, do you guys have any streaming plays from a like quarterback, kicker, defense perspective? Those are the ones you really stream the most. So, what do you guys got? I'll throw a couple out there. I like uh, Fairbairn. He's only forty-one percent owned versus Jacksonville uh, in a dome. I think it's a decent play if you need a kicker. Uh, other than that, Denver. I think he was a good stream play. They were a stream good stream play last week. They're playing at New England this week. It doesn't sound like a good matchup, but uh, New England hasn't been that good against defenses. Uh, only 42% owned, so look there if you need to. Sweet. Scott? Yeah, my quarterback this week is actually Kirk Cousins. I mentioned earlier with Minnesota and Seattle being the two worst passing defenses in the league right now, and this one has a very high potential, in my opinion, to be a shootout, and Cousins is only owned in like 29% of leagues. So if you're looking for a guy this week, he's somebody that could actually be a surprising not game manager this week, but a big point getter. Awesome. I would like to add one thing too here. Um, Young Ho Ku, Young Ku, may have been dropped in a lot of leagues last week when he was out for some kind of groin or something injury, and he is back practicing in full, probably going to kick this week for Atlanta. He was great before his injury, so if he is dropped and available in your league, you might want to snatch him up. Unbelievable, because I thought that was a long injury, and I was like, should I hold him? Scott, you held him in a, in a, in a league. Good I did, you, man. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's paying off. I mean, this year is a win for you then, because I want, I love Young Hoku. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Young Hue. Young Hue. What do you guys say we get into our DFS starts? Uh, daily, daily. Let's talk quarterback DFS are studs, our targets, and our values. But Matt, why don't you lead us off with our quarterback stud from a DFS perspective? I think our quarterback stud this week is Dak Prescott. You can't really knock what he's done. We just talked about it. Their offense is on fire. Their defense sucks. I think this game has the potential for it to be a shootout. And it could be a lot closer than we would think on paper here. So fire up your decks if you want to spend top tier. And kind of mid-tier, I'm seeing Big Ben there. Uh, the matchup doesn't look amazing in, against Philadelphia, but let's remember, Pittsburgh's at home. Big Ben does well at home. He's getting Juju Smith-Schuster back. He's getting Deontay Johnson back, probably. I think this is going to be fine for Big Ben. <laughs> I love um, that. You go, and he's going to get Juju and Deontay back? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. I think he's going to be all right. Um, and he's definitely a cheaper mid-tier price. Uh, if you want to go cheap, it's a little tough this week. We kind of mentioned some players like Philip Rivers and Tannehill. Not bad options earlier. But when we were targeting in DFS was Teddy Bridgewater. They're playing at Atlanta. We've, we've seen what these Atlanta games can be. Teddy Bridgewater can certainly get, hit your value in DFS mm-hmm. with how serviceable he's been. Um, I think he'll be fine. And I think Atlanta's ranked like the worst opponent right now. According to <laughs> they have to be, yeah. right? <laughs> because i mean you might you might be struggling through three quarters but that fourth quarter teddy bridgewater is going to light it up i would guess god the bears can do it and the lions can do it anyone can do it so why not carolina it's a it's a division matchup you know those games are always just a little bit tighter because they just know each other so yeah i like all those running backs scott why don't you break down our dfs running backs so our stud running back is Derrick Henry. He's at Buffalo, and oh, Buffalo's yeah. been winning, but they've also been giving up a decent amount of points to the other or defensively to the other teams. 
And Derrick Henry's nice and well rested. He got that bye week. Mm-hmm. So he is going to come out slaying. Our target pick is James Conner. He's playing at Phil, or against Philly. And Philly's just kind of been weird. You're not 100% sure what to expect. They did just beat San Francisco, but that was an injury-riddled team. So yeah. that's kind of a skewed win, I guess you could say. And James Conner is healthy right now. And the big knock against James Conner is he can't stay healthy. Well, right now he's healthy. And, you know, Pittsburgh and Philly, they're interstate, interstate and uh, I agree with you. I think James Conner's a great player. Yeah, and then our value pick is coming off an injury, Lev Bell. Not the easiest matchup against Arizona, but his value where he's at, even if he has a decent game, he's pretty pretty cheap down there. So $6,000, 6000 in fantasy. Yeah, so he could be a good flex option or RB2 in your DFS and could definitely pay off value-wise there. Um, wide receiver DFS, our stud DeAndre Hopkins, I know he is 8,700. That's a lot, but he is the best wide receiver in football, I think, right now. He's playing the New York Jets. I think Kyler Murray is just going to funnel the ball to Hopkins, and you can just enjoy that from a DFS standpoint. A target at $6,600, Will Fuller, the number one wide receiver in Houston, is playing Jacksonville, and I think Deshaun Watson's going to break out, and Will Fuller is going to be the beneficiary of that. And 6600 is nothing. And my value is Darius Slayton of the New York Giants against Dallas, who's just hemorrhaging points to wide receivers, to everybody involved in the games. And he's $5,800. That's nothing. I think he's got to be in your DFS lineup. Guys, what is your favorite pick out of those three if you had to put one of those three guys in your DFS lineup? They said Hopkins, Fuller, or Slayton. I mean, my favorite is definitely Hopkins. <laughs> I guess I framed that really weird. Um, I, would, I, I, I think Fuller is definitely a good value and a good target. I'm, I'm scared to trust Slayton, but that is a good matchup. Yeah, Agreed. I would go Fuller just because of what his price is and who he's playing. I think he's got some good value there at what he costs. Yeah. From a tight end perspective, George Kittle is our stud because did you guys see what he did against uh, Philadelphia last week? His stat line. He caught everything. He caught 15 out of 15 and scored a touchdown. I think he got close to 200 yards. I think it was like 180 something. He's playing Miami, and he's not even the top uh, tight end. I think Kelsey and I think Andrews even is higher than him. Andrews just says that red zone threat, I guess, for FanDuel. But, yeah, Kittle yeah. is – he's my boy. Yeah. I'd fire him up before those two just because. Uh, old Higgy Bums. Uh, old Higgy Bums. <laughs> this guy Matt talks extensively about. He's only $6,000 in uh fan duel so you can start him up against the redskins in value we talked about evan ingram as well against dallas god uh, he's getting cheap can you believe yeah. evan ingram is this cheap it just shows you how little he's performing in fantasy right I, now i'll have you to fact check this but he got 10 targets last week he did he did because he's on my bench in a league and i was considering <laughs> dropping him i was considering dropping him because he still didn't do much with him but you can't drop a tight end getting 10 targets i don't think um, and that shows his value at $5,500 versus Dallas. Total disrespect. 
I think he could have a monster game in DFS. He is, if, if you would ask me, who's your favorite out of this bunch? I can ask I, it. When we do, here you go. <laughs> who's your favorite out of this bunch, man? <laughs> Probably Evan Ingram if I'm in a GPP or something like that and I want yeah. some crazy upside value here. I think Evan Ingram could have a breakout game here. You heard it here first that uh, Matt likes Ingram more than George Kittle this week. No, I'm just oh, what is no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Play George Kittle. <laughs> uh dfs no that's wrong dst in dfs highest one is la rams but guys it's hard not to click on the la rams against washington for five thousand dollars do you guys like la this week from a D, uh, dst standpoint yeah because i projected the the washington getting 10 points so oh there you go that's right you did project that didn't you right there in your stud or uh sits column um pittsburgh's our target against philadelphia forty four hundred dollars that's pretty good too because philadelphia can't i know they won but they can't figure out which way is up and arizona against the jets i think scott you talked about arizona being actually better than you think yeah they're they're sneaky decent at certain aspects again they're only two and two but they're they're not horrible and the jets offense isn't anything to write home about so mm-hmm. yeah and they're only forty two hundred bucks so that's our DS. I'm sorry, our DFS starts of the week. Our studs, our targets, and our values. All right, it's time for confidence pool picks, guys. Every, every week, every week. Um, Anthony, who's not even live on the show, is winning this league, by the way. But whatever. Let's get into it. Tampa Bay at Chicago. Um, it's just wrapping up right now, and. I mean, there's a flag for me, but it looks like the Bears are about to win 20 to 19, unless I'm a psycho. Is that? Yeah, they're they're victory offense kneeling it now. Okay. So I had the Buccaneers with a confidence of nine, so I lost that one. I only had a five burger, but I also had Tampa Bay. Yeah, I had Tampa at 10. Well, we're all really good at this. So I'm better than you guys. I was less confident in my pick. (laughs) Um, Carolina at uh, Hotlanta. I have a confidence of five on Atlanta Falcons. Turn up an 11 on Atlanta. I have Carolina at six. Wow. 11 on Atlanta. Look at you. Good for you, man. Um, Tennessee Titans, Buffalo Bills. I have the Titans with a confidence of one. I I gotta go Titans. Confidence three. I got Buffalo at four. Yeah. I, I've kind of figured that'd be the breakdown. Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. I've got the Chiefs at confidence of fifteen, guys. Fifteen. I got Chiefs also, but only a 10. I I don't know. I'm, I'm not so confident in them here. They're going to throw one eventually. They're not, they're not infallible. Unfallible? Wait, wait so, infallible? so that's my lock of the week then. I'm at 15, and there's two buys. So, okay, that's my lock of the week is Chiefs. Sorry, Matt. What was your confidence? Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's only a 10. I was just saying I'm not as confident as you. And Scott, go ahead. Sorry. I have Kansas City at 14, but this is one of those weeks where, like Matt said, this will be the week that they screw it up and Vegas wins. <laughs> of course. The oh, speaking Air- of that, there was a sweet Derek Carr interview on TV earlier. It just reminded me how intelligent that man sounds when he talks. 
to people. <laughs> it's I I feel bad when I say that, but yeah, it's it it is rough. really just an accent. So yeah, yeah. shouldn't probably uh, throw some prejudice on the accent. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the accent, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna say it's just the accent. Arizona Cardinals at New York Jets. Uh, I've got the Cardinals with a confidence of thirteen. Me too. I've got Arizona Cardinals with a confidence of 12. Oh, it's a little bit less confident. The Philadelphia Eagles at Pittsburgh Steelers. I've got the Steelers at six. Steelers seven. Nine. Okay. We're on the same page there. LA Rams at Washington football team. Woo, woo. I got my upset pick of the week. Whoa. Washington football team with a confidence level as high as two. <laughs> I've got the Rams with the Niner. I got Rams at 12. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Okay. That's where I'm making my money. The Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore Ravens. I got Ravens at 14. Got Ravens, 15. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you were big on the Bengals, weren't you? No, I just realized I'm like, I think I, I did these picks several days ago because I have Baltimore at 15. <laughs> Yeah. It's not the, Scott uh, says you're locked. Okay. I didn't even yeah. do my siren, but yeah, I'm with uh, Scott on this one. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Okay. And then I realized, like, uh, and I didn't say Cincinnati was going to win. I said Joe Burrow is going to have a good day. You're right. You did say that. You're right. You're right. Jacksonville Jaguars at Houston Texans. I got Texans at 12. <laughs> I got Jacksonville at one. I got Jacksonville at five. Wow. Okay. Houston probably... sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Houston 0 and 4? And that's the upset. Yeah. You guys, the Jacksonville's got more wins. All right, fine. Miami at San Francisco. I've got the 49ers at 10. 14. I got Miami at 3. What? Wow. I like this it. Is not your and upset I, yet. And I realized uh, after, again, this is before I knew Jimmy Garoppolo was back. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> locked in now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Indianapolis Colts at Cleveland Browns. I've got the Browns at seven. Oh, I've got Indy at seven. That's interesting. I can see this going a lot of different ways. I only have Indy at four because I think they'll win, but man, I don't know. Cleveland surprised a lot of people this year. Mm -hmm. Sky, what did you say? You said you have who? Sorry. I had Indy at seven. Indy at seven. Okay, got it. New York Giants at Dallas Cowboys. I got Cowboys at eight. Me too. Cowboys 13. Woo-wee. Denver Broncos at New England Patriots. I've got the Broncos at four. Ooh, I got New England at 11. Matt? I have... It's back up at the top. God, <laughs> I'm got, trying to got, find it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> the postponed one's got three shots on the top it. of the list. Yeah, yeah, I, got it. I have New England at two. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at Seattle Seahawks. I got Seahawks at 11. Wee, wee, wee. I got Minnesota at one. There you go. That's an upset pick. Yeah. I got Seattle at six. And L.A. Chargers at New Orleans Saints. I've got the Herbie Hancocks and the Chargers at three. I love I got, it. I Although, got the Chargers at two. All right. I, I love it, but I have New Orleans <laughs> at eight. 
<laughs> I love it, but I have New Orleans at 40. <laughs> <laughs> I borrowed uh, picks from later weeks. <laughs> you should be able to do that. Uh, who will score the most points this week? I've got the Chiefs. I had the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Chargers. If they're going to beat New Orleans, I got to get a bunch. Yeah, you're right about that. And who will score the least? I'm so sorry, Scott. I've got Jacksonville. I don't know why, but I do. I'm also sorry, Scott, but I have Miami. Uh, I don't. Okay. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, you can go to hell, but I got uh, Denver. (laughs) Okay. That's good. Guys, this is going to be a fun week five. If they play all the games. Um, scale of one to ten. Let's close this out. How nervous are you that we're going to be able to have a full? How confident? I shouldn't say nervous. How confident are you that we're going to have a full NFL season? What do you mean by full? Do you mean we have a Super Bowl, or do you mean every team plays sixteen games? That 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 one that one that last one that one. I'm not as confident in that. I do well, think the season is completed and a Super Bowl champion is awarded. I, I, I'd say I'm a five out of ten of there being sixteen regular season games for every team. I was gonna agree. I'd say five. It almost would be to the point where if it kept happening, to where it would be kind of like baseball, to where you get a traveling squad, where they're like, if someone has COVID, they're just out, and you got to throw someone in there. You're playing, and whoever tests negative, they just don't play, and you got to mm-hmm. play without them. Oh, by the way, on the whole forfeit thing, I know we're at the very end of the show, but I thought this is interesting because we did talk about the possibility of the Titans forfeiting the win, which would be an extreme punishment if the NFL wanted to. I know it sounds like the NFL is going to dish out a punishment for the Titans, but, I mean, we're talking fines, suspensions, draft picks, being forfeit, that kind of thing. But if they were to forfeit a win against the bills and the bills just get an automatic win it's not as simple as just a forfeit did you guys know that the bills would not or the titans would not get paid yeah the players wouldn't get paid that's no, crazy yeah. none of the players would get paid that's even the bills for the bills um the nfl could step in and change that whole thing but the nfl players association during the whole COVID talks in the off season they agreed to this whole thing that if games weren't played that players wouldn't get paid other than like bonus money and stuff like that, but actual guaranteed money from your contract. Bonus money for like hitting excess amounts of touchdowns and passing yards and stuff. No, no, I'm sorry. No no contract bonuses like, oh, and you're you're signing bonuses, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of players that are making under a million dollars that really could use every. So it's a big deal to just forfeit a game. And that in itself makes me wonder if that's even a real 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 possibility that seems like really poor bargaining by the nflpa if you ask me that was not i thought i think that they thought it was like on not on an individual basis like the Titans. they thought it was going to be across the board if games were canceled for the whole nfl but back because remember that's how it Mm. was the very beginning it was like if we have to shut down for three weeks we don't get paid for three weeks if no one does i don't think they thought about it on like an individual team standpoint But, I mean, that, that could be a difference, too, because if you shut down for three weeks, games are more likely postponed. Just being forfeited or canceled is a... Uh, well, I would say forfeited is different than canceled. Maybe we cancel three weeks this season, and every right. team cancels three weeks. 
But mm-hmm. if if we have to forfeit a week and award a win to a team, like that's different. If you ask me, yeah, it is different. And the NFL can step in and say, oh, "Never mind." Or the bill, you know, things can happen. But like, yeah, it's a forfeit. I mean, who would have even thought that? But they're not obligated to. And I don't think the NFL is known for their, you know, generosity. generosity. Give money to people. Yeah, these owners, I mean, they are charitable. I was going to say those owners, they just give money away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for sticking around through this breakdown of week five. Um, make sure you go to Instagram and Twitter. Look at our stuff. Ryan's going to be dominating that stuff, so you're going to hear a lot from us moving forward. Like and share our stuff on Facebook. Good luck this weekend. Believe in yourselves because us here at Chumps and Champs, we believe in you. Be safe, wash your hands, and just know that we love you. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey. Hello, everybody. Hi. Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast is back with you to prep you for week five. We... <laughs> We're going to talk about football things now. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming. Oh, I'm starting this whole thing over, guys. Okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready. Okay, here we go. You're still recording.